0: This is the Power Breakfast Show Podcast Series. Podcast Series. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital.
1: Yeah.
2: I'll make this.
0: Ow.
3: morning neighbors and welcome to the second hour of the Power Breakfast Show. Thank you Avery for our major news. Of course we have a news brief coming up at 8 o'clock and that's all courtesy Champlain Auto Services. Alright, take a quick look what's happening traffic wise. It was very light this morning. Got a little build up by trinity the UE and Barataria headed the Port of spade Eastern main Road. is not too bad, a bit by Sacarigua as you go through Tunapuna and San Agustin and passing through. Champlet, you got some there as well. Looking at the Solo as you head in uh, whatever area, San Fernando is pretty much uh, very light. Rivulet Road, a little build up. Chase Village the Sugar Guanas, you got some traffic there as well. All right? And Kelly Village. Quick traffic update for you. Hope that it helped you out in one way or the other. It's a pity. That's when your know, salary goes to the bank And it just says, just visiting Abracadabra Touching base See you next month Yeah, that's what it does That's what it does, alright 18 minutes after the 7 o'clock, gentlemen I got uh, Mo Guest Saying yes to the polls That's another one Alright, do I have any more? Let to do a fresh air quickly And see if anything pops up again No, Mo Guest being my last Alright gentlemen. Let's get in. And
4: um,
3: is our guest online? I'm not seeing him as yet. Uh, I should say to the Muslim community, um, Muharram, Mubarak. To you guys. All right. If you're wondering what that is, it is celebrated. Um, In the evening of Friday, July 29th, that's today And ends at Sundown on Sunday, August 28th And it commemorates the death of Prophet Muhammad's grandson And that's for our Muslim community Alright gentlemen, let's get back into it
4: poll this morning was, do you agree with WASA cutting management by 50%, approximately 213 workers mm-hmm. will be affected. And we had 23 people voting on the poll this morning in the allotted time of the 23. 21 said yes, they agree, two said no, and of course you can continue to vote on this poll throughout the day and through all programs. Look, Yoda. Yoda.
0: What's Yoda? May <laughs> the force be with you. Be of
4: all Yoda. the Jedis, you will compare me to. You will put me to
0: Yoda. Not that yeah, Yoda is a you're, bad you're Jedi. you most physically associated with Yoda. Yeah, not that... Um, I have an adventure be... to tell you guys about.
1: You have a what, sorry? An
0: adventure. I went on okay. last evening.
1: In Antigua?
0: I went on an adventure last evening. Okay, be listening. My yeah. birthday is coming up. Is it next week? Yes, next week. We're not here anymore. It's, very it's long. next week. You tell me when I this. Yeah, because you told us day. Right. So my birthday is coming up. So a friend of mine took me to dinner last night, and she saw this Thai restaurant that people were raving about. I shall not call the name because I have some sinister additions to the story. <laughs> I don't want to discredit the people's organization. So we went this. And the food was really good. It was in the St. Helena area. That's what I'll say. Right? And, I mean, there was something called a mango salad that I'd never had before, which is like a mango chow, but with pieces of fish in it that you spread in the rest of the food. Never had it before, but it's, I mean, tastes fantastic.
1: Mango chow with fish.
0: It's called a mango salad, but it's like a mango chow, thin slices of mango, julienne mango, if you're a chef, if you know chef terms, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: like thin slices, uh, and some pieces of fried fish and some sauce in it. Very, very tasty. That you use as a garnish on the rest of the food. So we had dinner at about 7, just after 7 last night, in this area, a quite secluded area, very odd place for a restaurant, quite frankly. Uh, it was in a certain the overall establishment the restaurant was part of an overall establishment called a hotel so we were leaving the restaurant <laughs> just after 9 coming downstairs I saw an assortment of young ladies coming out of a truck going into another, another section of the building so I much suspect I could have had other delicacies in another part of the building <laughs>
1: so you went What's
3: straight you're you your, made your a detour hand. and went back inside is that what All you're right, saying well, let's trade,
1: straight home
3: well i have to drop my friend home now. <laughs> oh so you <laughs> went you went and made the, the, the drop
0: off and then he came back no steve but i took a card for you and wendell
3: oh that's great sonnet and sonnet
0: and richard Send rich go up again but the food is really really good but i found it quite curious when i saw the van load of young ladies come out <laughs>
1: like, speaking
0: speak, speaking of speaking a language that ruben wants with, to know if i'm um, but so not but not fluent in speaking r- a language that i'm familiar with but not fluent in
1: uh.
0: and i'll leave it at that so i said but what trouble is this the next, next thing they make a read here and i go down in this read <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: And I say, "What well, do no, I went to the
0: restaurant?" They say, "Yeah, yeah, you went to
3: the restaurant." Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna
1: say, I'm gonna say, I just sent a video in the in the group chat. They tell me if that. Tell me if it's, if it's along those lines.
3: Ruben want to you know since when is Double Palm selling food? Double Palm has
4: always been selling things to eat. Really.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I see all these sharing. I see Stephen and Ruben sharing. Um, the reopening of a, of a particular place here let's see how proud they are
3: mm. they were very excited <laughs> extremely
0: yeah so that was my Lord. little adventure last evening
3: but if i dropped awesome. off the package for you by the way huh? oh great no problem the food is very Thank you. very good
1: mm.
0: that that mango salad was outstanding
1: mm-hmm.
0: i have it's to look good. and see if I get, I get a recipe for thai mango salad i know steve is a culinary expert
3: mm.
0: or advocate so i'm going to look for a recipe this weekend for mango salad thai mango salad
1: thai as in t-h-a-i
0: yeah I, when uh, I, I
4: say you send a picture i say you send a picture of the place i don't know what, what no what no I, bit- I,
1: No, some somebody send me somebody all right let me send this let me send this this is what stupid video is, where, is that uh, This is the information I just got about where Paul went. I just sent that.
0: That's exactly it. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly it.
1: Okay. (laughs) That person, I feel that person is frequent there too.
0: (laughs) Tell it for the food.
1: (laughs) Okay.
0: What is this when I come out of here? (laughs) I had my friends there, but this is a, I said, Bite your
4: tongue.
0: <laughs> 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 I said, but what trouble? The next thing I see, blue light come and pull well, me. Well, she could have continued this sentence. It is a hotel. I didn't want to bring anyone's establishment into disrepute. I'm not bringing it into disrepute. It's, it's a hotel. It's just my suspicion of <laughs> what possible activities take place there.
1: Is that the dish there? Yeah. Oh. Looking good,
0: eh? It's it really does. good.
1: It does look good.
0: It's really, really good. You all have picture of the food from the place, though? Yeah, But
4: AM, AM. you ain't
1: see the group chat active or what?
0: It was something like that, but they didn't have the red bell peppers.
1: Mm.
0: It had, like, fish. Fried fish. A kind mm. of fried fish on it. And fish balls, actually. Not, like, whole slice of fish.
1: Uh. I'm not
4: a big fan of fish. I you don't know. eat fish. I, I like fish, but only if it... Doesn't have bone. I yeah. think it's I think it's my mother that traumatized me as a child, telling me I will choke on the bone in the fish and dead <laughs> if I don't eat the fish properly. Because you know yeah, you I know, know I some fish has a lot of bones in it, and that's why I like kingfish because it's just one. Yeah. So yeah. so I I've always had the psychological thing about fish and mm-hmm. and bone. So you always want to you're right. You have to eat something like kingfish or something like that.
1: I don't mind the fish where the bone is just down in the middle and you take it out. Kingfish. fish? Just, you, you, you
4: but, but yeah. you know, interestingly, mm-hmm. as you're talking about fish and seafood, um, Wendell, I am passing on the Eastern Main Road yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after you pass Cleaver Woods, heading into Arima, and you pass the sawmill on mm-hmm. your left, all of a sudden, there was this seafood place on my left, like, a, a little bit after the sawmill.
1: That's the opposite Olton Road there,
4: then? Just before Olton Road. <laughs> it's not directly opposite, it's before Oldton Road. Mm. On my left there, and and I looked across and I was saying but and it, and it has a kind of rustic look, mm-hmm. but it looked interesting, and I was seeing seafood and and then they had like a neon sign of a bar inside and they had tables but it had a kind of rustic vibe.
1: Yeah,
4: and I was like,
0: where did it, this it, place it. come from?
1: Yeah, to t- she, she, with
0: her, her. us, to she, with us now. Well, what kind of forever? Hey, look a boy. Wakanda forever. <laughs> you, Do know you, look like you know, you can pass
1: us to I tell
0: true. you that when you care about separating now. but is the ad for, for um, recording in progress for Wakanda? Mm. Good morning, Tashala. Let me see the outfit, right, 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 man. Tashala Gonzalez. Let me see the
1: blouse.
0: <laughs> it's not a blouse, Steve. It's just I, know, shit. I know what I see. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it looks like <laughs> traditional guardian <laughs> <laughs> where you are whatever. You him. might you
0: yeah. might need them wakanda powers just now, quite frankly. <laughs> you might need them wakanda powers just now to save you. Yeah. Thank you for joining us this morning. Minister <laughs> <Let's do> Gonzalez.
1: <laughs> well well we we did, we did put out a challenge to you when you became minister that if anybody if I felt anybody could have fixed was with you, of course it's been what almost two years. And you're still you're still on the job, you're still you're getting somewhere. But I I I wish you luck, eh, brother? To honesty honest to God, Wassa. W- Richard had a saying for years, Wasa need a big cookie broom. Well, I don't know if they get it in you. <laughs> but wow. that is what it
3: means. We, should
1: ask, we should ask Richard that. Richard is that <laughs>
0: You might need a calabash and a blue soap too.
1: Like a public um Wendell to do that part. <laughs> oh, Minister Genders,
0: thank you for joining us this morning. Good
1: morning. So Good big morning.
0: announcement yesterday. You've been talking about this for some months now yeah. in terms of the restructuring of Wasa. You had yep. indicated it had uh, you'd had a committee in place and it had gone to cabinet for approval. Well, apparently approval this here. And Wasa have four hundred and twelve managers. Let's start with that. Four hundred and twenty-six managers?
3: Managers.
2: Yes. Explain, remember, please. I'm surprised. I know we have a lot of issues in this country and it's, sometimes it's easy to forget. But when um, when the PNM won the elections in 2020, uh, I chaired the first cabinet subcommittee that looked into the operations of WASA. Prime Minister had given me three months to report back to the cabinet on my findings with recommendations. And um, so we took three or four months, we completed a comprehensive assessment and review of the water and sewage authority, and we listed a number of dysfunctionalities um, within the organization. And we have concluded that the organization, in its present structure, will not be able to deliver on its mandate to provide water and wastewater services to the people of Trinidad and Tobago. In that report, we also indicated to the country that Wasa is top-heavy with 426 managers. And given the level of the, the eight levels of management within the water and sewage authority, it that that issue is contributing to the level of dysfunction within the organisation. The fact that you can't make efficient decision um, outside of you know the bureaucracy and red tape. It's you know it's, it's it's literally dysfunctional. And we indicated one of the recommendations that we made was that in the transformation process we need to to to, to reorganise and restructure the executive management structure of the organization. is one of the recommendations that we made since in 2020. That report um, was a lead in parliament two months after it was submitted to the cabinet and the findings of that report is still there for anyone to see. So what we are doing right now in this new transformation plan is really following on the recommendations of that 2020 report that told the country that WASA has a management structure comprising 426 managers. And if we really have to turn around the water sector in Trinidad and Tobago, we must start at the executive management of the organization. There are a number of people who call themselves senior engineers within WASA and never went to university and study engineering. A lot of people that we send outside there to address problems within communities, hydraulic problems, etc., They cannot deal with the problem because even though their position is designated as an engineer, they've never studied engineering. So it's one of the things that we discovered And we recognize, listen, you need to start at the executive management. Because at the end of the day, this transformation plan would have to be followed for the next 15 or 20 months. The the role of the board is not to manage WASA on a day-to-day basis. And I can tell you, the board has become very operational um, over the last, you know, since they came into existence. Because had the board not been operational, had the minister also not been operational, because I can tell you, i have been operational with, with 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 wasa because had i not been operational the situation would have declined further across the country but we recognize our role is not to manage the organization managers are being paid the ceo is being paid more than the minister of public utilities the board of commissioners they are getting a stipend their role is not to manage the authority so if we come up with a nice Glossy plan to transform the organisation with technology and provide the people of Toronto, Tobago with an efficient water supply sounds good. But if you don't have a team of managers to implement what the recommendations and in that plan, you will get nowhere.
1: So, so is it a question then of of not just sending home managers, but also restructuring the management that you have on site there, or or, the, would, or does it I, mean bringing I, in I, other people? I was surprised of the news headlines um mm-hmm. and I guess probably I did not explain
2: myself um well yesterday at the news conference part of the transformation plan a critical component of the transformation plan is a new structure for WASA we had to make a determination whether the structure of WASA as it is right now is one that is in alignment with a water management company that can provide modern water and wastewater services to the people of tobago That is consistent with other modern water management companies in the region and across the entire globe. We recognize that the structure is way out of line. The job descriptions, et cetera, has nothing to do with running a modern operation. It's contributing to the dysfunction that I spoke about in the, in, in that report. So the, the transformation plan has recommended a new structure for the Water and Sewage Authority, beginning at the executive management, straight down to perhaps the last driver. So the the, the new structure, the new management structure, you know, we talk about um, creating positions of regional managers, um, technol- technology position, getting people who are qualified in technology to drive the technological revolution that we're looking for within the organization, getting more HR managers who understand the the... the the trends of HR management in Wasta, a CEO that understands the running of a a utility company of that nature. So it's a new structure that does not have 426 managers. It's a new structure that is very lean. And um, and all of these new positions and new job descriptions will be advertised.
0: While that is happening, Minister... Certainly, 50% of managers, according to the news reports and, and the press conference yesterday, is significant Restructuring is also significant in terms of the objective Because the overall objective, clearly, from the end user Has to be a reliable, apartment. portable water supply Because that that's all the public is going to judge Is by whether or not this restructuring delivers on What has been promised for decades in this country And not effectively delivered While that is happening, and this cadre of managers are uh removed or terminated and new managers are hired for these new positions in the new org structure of the of the utility is there going to be disruption in the service at all because of this because wasa is has been in the past quite contentious and resistant to change so in the real world this kind of seismic shock change in wasa because according to news reports in a press conference the management is the first part of the reduction process so when managers go workers down the line say well we're going and some of us going to be next Hmm. are there plans to mitigate possible disruptions because of this change process
2: and that is exactly what the plan is is the plan the transmission plan that was approved is also addressing that um you know How do you manage, you know, that transformation process? Because as you rightly pointed out, Paul, it it can become very disruptive. What we do have in place is an interim management. When we came in, when I came in as minister, you all would recall, I replaced the then executive management with an interim management. And that interim management is what has been running the, the, the authority since I came in and the new board came in. And they will continue to run the operations of the organization until we settle on filling the new positions within this um, reorganized and this, this this new executive structure that was approved by cabinet. So um, to ensure continuity in the operations of the, the authority, the, the interim management will continue to be in place. And of course, the new positions that will become available in this new structure, they are all free to apply for it so that the transition can be as seamless as possible but of course it is a complex transformation it's going to take some time there will be some disruptions we can't pretend that there will not be disruption but the transformation plan would have put all of these measures in place to minimize the possibility of disruptions during this
1: transformation yeah. process I think- I think I, I think what well I'll let me add to what Paul I think Paul is asking in terms of the disruption um, there's my interpretation of it we're talking about the supply sub, potential sabotage from workers, not from managers but from actual workers who may think that their job will now be on the chopping block because let's let's face it WASA has a reputation that is not so stellar in terms of some of the some of the types. Eh? of workers that behavior of workers in the past eh? we have Mm -hmm. seen it we have heard about about things that have happened in the past you understand so is there is there is there any way you're going to minimize that
0: are there redundancies in place to ensure minimizing um, disruptions in the water supply
2: yes we have already put together a security arrangement in place to to work with the board to work with the ministry of public utilities as well as the interim executive management to ensure that we um we we keep on top of things and that we minimize the possibility of sabotage during this transformation process i don't want to go into details but i can tell you that that is part of the process as Mm. we begin to commence the transformation of the organization
4: i know at the press conference yesterday you would have you would have mentioned the issue of the timelines in when citizens can expect to see some improvement especially those who um have problems with water supply Uh, yeah. can you can you repeat what those kind of timelines are for the benefit right. of our listening audience
2: right so what um what i've explained yesterday is that why this transformation is about to start the transformation of the organization this the new structure and the negotiations with the unions and, and the filling and the advertising and filling of positions and what have you the the, the people of this country all they're interested in is getting a efficient water supply water flowing through their taps and I have noticed that for a very long time, because I always held the view that I am going to be judged not on whether I transform the Water and Sears Authority, but whether people get water in, in their taps, whether we stabilize and improve water supplies across the country. And that's the reason why I've, I've spoken on this program and other programs about our community water improvement program, where we would have installed new boosters and um, you know we brought water into communities for the very first time. We are not going to ramp up this operation. So we are starting the third phase of CWIP, 120,000 people benefiting across the country. And then recently I launched the Northwest water improvement program. Boots hit the ground, um, maybe from next week. And that program is intended to improve water supply in the Northwest region. Over 200 to 300,000 citizens in the Northwest region will see an improvement in the water supply. I have made a presentation to all the MPs in Northeast, including Arima, um, W. San um, Sangri Grandi, and what have you, Northeast. Is, that program is about $140 million. It is completed, and it will now form a package of capital investment projects, including for Central, Southwest, Southeast, and Tobago, and uh, perhaps comprising $500 million or more. And I'm going to take this capital improvement plan to the cabinet in two weeks' time, because the Prime Minister asked me, to wrap it up and get it to cabinet in two weeks' time. So that while the transformation of the organization is taking place, we are going to be making a massive capital um, injections to improve water supply, get new water um, sources, improve our infrastructure, change over high leakage pipelines, targeting areas that you know get water under 24-3. So if your area is getting water below 24-3, it is highly likely that your community is going to be targeted within our community Within this, um, within, within this massive capital investment program to be ruled out commencing from September of this year. And that will be a two-year process. So whilst that is happening to improve water supply across the country, the transformation of the organization is taking place. And with a new executive management, this investment that we are making in the authority, we will have a new crop of managers to ensure that this investment is sustained for the people of this country for the next 10 to 15 years
1: how much how much money are we talking about minister you know why i asked that question because i listened to the head of the psa leroy batiste last evening yes. saying that since the advent of this government there's been a plan to sabotage wasa to starve them of funds and to make, ensure that they feel you see leroy, how do you respond to that
2: it is ridiculous it is ridiculous that you know a union leader who ought to know better and you see and if he does not know better i will not be surprised because he's one of them occupying a management position and not even supervising one employee and has never perhaps laid down or supervised the installation of a pipeline for the last 20 or 25 years he has been employed in wasa so there's a the level of foolishness that is taking place and they come and they masquerade themselves before the country pretending as though they care for workers pretending as though they care about wasa they do not care about wasa and they don't want the system to change because the dysfunction in this organization is beneficial to all of them. So, you know, I'm really fed up of them coming and masquerading before reading and blatantly lying. The government and the taxpayers of this country spent over $25 billion in the Water and Sewage Authority between 2010 and 2021. What in that sounds like depriving the, the organization of resources? I can tell you, yesterday, I chaired a meeting in my ministry on WASA's PSIP. And it is one of the worst things that the Ministry of Public Utilities we have been grappling to get WASA. And you know what is the PSIP? Your development program, where the Ministry of Finance is sending money to you for your development program to improve water supply across the country. And the managers in WASA cannot manage these projects to draw down on funds to ensure that we improve our plants, we expand water supply, we upgrade water supply, et cetera. And when you deep down and you drill down into it, it is all about how they manage their stuff. And at the end of the day, you're not utilizing the allocation provided to you by the Ministry of Finance because of the management dysfunctionalities within the organization. And then you have a union leader saying that the government is starving the, 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 the authority. It is madness and it is foolishness. He's a damn liar, excuse my language
1: we are on we are internet.
2: I'm, I'm sorry that I feel you know I, I sound a bit emotional about it because this country is in the state that it is in because of people like Leo liberties.
0: What is the cost of the termination of the two of the 200 plus managers?
2: I'm not too sure on that as yet and um one of the the uh, one of the um the decisions we've made, we've made yesterday at cabinet and transformation is that. As soon as the board is in a position to um, fill the new position, you know, I guess enter into VCP, you know, separation packages with the senior managers, etc. When they get all that facts and details together, they will submit it to the um, Ministry of Public Utilities, and I will go to cabinet to get the funding.
0: uh, But so so the trans what what, is is what you're saying that because the transmission plan has been in the making for a while yes, is yes. there a bulb? and you just mentioned there was twenty twenty-five billion 25 billion dollars spent in in the last
2: yes. there is a ballpark figure paul and
0: um, the, cause, cause, um, that that's what is gonna we, we need to know mm-hmm. what's gonna cost the country to get this this authority well, at the level we want including yeah. terminations including capital investment and, uh, and transition moving forward
2: yeah i i don't want to prejudice i don't want to prejudice but you know seeing that you're pressing me um We are looking at including the capital investment program to improve water supplies across the country um visa packages for employees etc we're looking at um, a conservative estimate of about one billion dollars
0: one billion dollars that's that's significant and the timeline is two years or so
2: it will be a two-year process by by 2024 Wasser must be a lean um organization with a structure that is consistent with a what a modern water utility company what, what does
0: that mean for the end consumer what what can trinidad and tobago well trinidad expect of the authority in 2024 mm-hmm. that we have not been able to get in the last 30 years what what will that look like for consumers
2: well in the first in the first phase of our investment um, the capital investment program all one of the first things that we are doing is identifying those communities that are getting water once every nine days. Yes, we have a number of communities, especially in the rural areas, getting water once every nine days. So our target in the first phase of the capital investment program is to target communities with a water supply of under 24.3, because it makes no sense whatsoever to spend millions of dollars in a community that are getting water 24.5 or 24.6. Take the, re- the limited resources and target those communities, Get all communities across Trinidad and Tobago um, with a minimum water supply of 24.3 up to 24.7. So that's in the first phase. And we believe that by next year, next year March, April, based on the plans that we have, we're going to be rolling out. A lot of those communities in rural Trinidad, um, Central and Southwest, Southeast and Tobago, those communities will be impacted and their water supply will be improved from 24, from one in nine. To twenty-four-three, yeah. but why is we do that? What why is we do that? Let me give you an example. So, and I think I said it on the show already, but I'll just remind you all. So we are we are looking at a uh, putting a water um, processing plant in the San Grand area that can produce about 20, um, ten million gallons of water per day, and that will bring all the communities in this in Grande, in Toko in. Um, um north manzanilla in guaiko tamina and, and those areas that will bring them up that 10 million gallons of water is going to bring them up to 24 7 water supply why that is a big item and it's, it's it's big because it is going to free up 10 million gallons of water 10 million gallons of water from the north Urupoch water treatment plant from having to go all the way to Grandy and north manzanilla and that water, that additional water from North Oropoge, you can now channel that water down the east west border from Santa Rosa, in Malabar, in Arima, um, La Hocketa, and they will move closer to a 24/7 water supply. So that simple investment that you're making in Grandi is going to benefit not only the people of Grandi, but will have a knock on positive effect for the people, 300,000 people, down the east-west corridor. And it's the same thing, same approach that we're going to use in the Point 14 area. There's a massive dam that we've discovered in the TGU area that can produce 5 million gallons of water, impacting the water supply levels in in Labrie and Point 14 and environs in a very positive way. Same thing for Pinal and the same thing for Mayaro. The Ottawa River in Mayaro has the capacity to produce 40 million gallons of water per day. 4.0 Sustainably. We are going to put a plant in the Mayaro area that will bring the entire of Mayaro 24 7 water, and you will have excess water to export out of Mayaro to central Trinidad, the central and parts of South Trinidad. So that is the plan and that is the strategy, and we intend to keep on that for the next um, 24 months, where across the board, people and communities will see a significant improvement in their water supply. And we have the Tobago, I've talked about um, Trinidad and parts of Trinidad, but we have the Tobago Water Improvement um, Program, and we intend to speak to the people of Tobago on the plans we have to improve the water supply there. So while the transmission of WASA is is taking place, all these plans will be rolled out across Trinidad and Tobago, and by 2024, um, I can tell you the people of this country, all across the board, will see an improvement in their water supply. Now, some people believe that if I'm getting a 24-4 and a 24-5, if you can't give me 24-7, then you're not doing a good job. Our reality is that a significant, let me say a significant, but a percentage of our population cannot get 24-7 water supply, especially if you're, if you're living on the hills along the east-west corridor. Water can get to highest points by pressure. And sometimes to get the pressure to the highest points, you have to lock off certain areas on a scheduled basis to get the requisite pressure to build, to get water to the highest points because of unplanned developments, etc., We have allowed too many people to live on hills. And when they go up on the hills, they demand the utility. And when they get an infrequent supply, they blame the government and they blame the minister and they blame the utility company. So the people who live on hills, they have to understand the hydraulics and the engineering mechanism that have to be put in place to get water supply. And by Doing that, water will have to be shut off on certain um low-level areas to get the requisite pressure to build to get to the highest point. So the reality is that there will be always be a percentage of communities across the board that will not be able to get a 24-7 water supply. But what we are doing is ensuring that they get a reasonable water supply with their storage, etc., where they wouldn't have to be complaining or going for weeks without water.
1: Minister. I don't know if you would have said it before, but when when exactly are these 213 managers set to leave? And what would have been their collective salary as it is now, as it stands now? Surely that figure should be available.
2: Yeah, the figure is available. And um, unfortunately, I don't have mm-hmm. how much it is costing um, Wasser and the taxpayers to um, to have. I'm to speaking start.
1: right now about those 213 people. What What, what is their collective salary like?
2: I don't want to hazard a guess mm-hmm. um, I think it's about five million dollars a month
1: mm. per month. yeah, okay. And when are they set to, to leave?
2: so the the board is I'm going to be writing the board today to um with the um the, the cabinet approved transformation plan, mm-hmm. and uh, my instructions to the board will be to begin the transformation process immediately and to improve, um to um, to put in place the new structure, the new executive structure with the um, immediate effect so by um i would say by the end of um by, by september month by the end of september the the new structure because of course the board will have to advertise these new positions you have to interview people you have to vet them and what have you so let's say by the um, by the first quarter by december mm-hmm. the, the these new positions will be filled
1: yeah. And the plans you spoke about just now concerning where where you're getting water 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 sources from. You mentioned the Mayaro River that can produce 40 million gallons and so on. Who came up with that, with, with those plans? Is it people currently in was People working with within the
2: organization now. I employed also um, consultants. There are some consultants that we brought on board over the mm-hmm. last 12 uh, months. We also engaged UTT. I entered into MOU with UTT um about 10 months ago and UTT has been working quietly with us in the background um doing investigation on sustainable water supplies across the country so it's a combination of consultants mm-hmm. UTT and some of the, um, the 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 managers within the organization and the Ministry of Public Utilities
0: you went
4: into I'm just wondering exactly. I'm just wondering how much um because I hear you using the word sustainable water supply and we live in a time of climate change so I really have three questions One, how is climate change factored in, in terms, or is it factored in as a a, a variable within the distribution of the water supply? And what are the contingencies to deal with climate change and how it's going to affect Trinidad and Tobago and affect our water supply? Two, um, should rotoplastics be concerned that there's going to be a reduction in people being having to purchase tanks or are tanks always going to be storage always going to be a feature of water life in Trinidad and Tobago? And three, specifically the St Anne's area, only because I talked about it this morning, because I have friends in the St Anne's area who have problems with water and when when can they expect some relief?
2: Okay, so let's start with the first question. as a very good question because um, next week, I will be taking an integrated water resource management plan for Trinidad and Tobago. It is the very first time that the country will see an integrated water resource management strategy because the plan recognises that WASA is just, whilst a major player, is just one player in the water ecosystems. We have other players, illegal quarrying, We have the issue of climate change. We have the issue of unplanned development. We have the issue of our aquifers being, um, you know, with saltwater intrusion because of, you know, um, the way in which you extract the water, the way in which we manage our wastewater. A lot of uh, um, um, wastewater treatment plants are abandoned. HDC and private development, especially private development uh, along the east-west corridor, a lot of those um, private communities, people purchase those properties and what have you with plants, running plants and plants went into to, into disuse and raw sewage are entering into our water channels, etc. There are a number of issues that contribute to the people of Trinidad and Antibio getting a sustainable water supply, clean, portable water. And climate change has exacerbated this particular matter. So therefore, how are we going to address it? We are going to address it by putting together this integrated water resource management um, plan and strategy with an office of water resource management to be put or placed within the ministry of public utilities so the wre which is with um the water regulator in trinidad tobago is within WASA. it is not supposed to be because it's a regulator of how you utilize this very important resource so within the transformation and with this integrated water resource management Um, strategy, the WRA will be removed from the operations of the Water and Sewerage Authority and an Office of Water Resource Management will be established within the Ministry of Public Utilities to implement the various aspects of the Integrated Water Resource Management strategy to tackle the various problems that impact upon the availability of water for the people of Trinidad and Tobago. Transforming wasa wise yes, it is important, but it must come with an overall strategy for the management of this resource to ensure that it remains sustainable and that the people of Trinidad Tobago have access to a secure water future. With respect to Rota plastic, I am told that their sales have already um, depleted. Um, I, t- <laughs> I can also tell you that the statistics that we have noticed in WASA, the water trucking statistics, They are already showing a decline in water trucking services, especially in areas that depended solely on water trucks for their water supply. So because of the interventions that we've made in Seawood, in North Pansanella, in Guaico, in um, Champlain, in Subadar Trace, in some parts of central um, Trinidad, um, in La Romaine, in Wharf. Uh, not Worf, yeah, Worf, Trace in, in Maracas, and in Joseph, in um, Pitch Road and Mover, under the community water improvement, we targeted those communities because they had some chronic water supply issues. And because of that, WASA has reported to me that there's been a drastic reduction in requests for water trucking services in those communities. So you can get water trucks in other parts, perhaps to the schools and hospitals where there might be a disruption on the grid. So not only Rotoplast, but I can tell you we are spending less on water trucking services in the country because of the targeted intervention that we have made over the last 20 months. With respect to the St. Anne's issue, I'm a bit surprised because um, it might be an isolated problem in a community in St. Anne's. But I can tell you, Minister Young and I speak on a regular basis. And if there is an issue in Cascade or St. Anne's, he will bring it to my attention. But I do know for a fact that there are some little pockets of communities in the St. Anne's area that are prone to water disruption. And if, I, if you can provide me with the exact location, perhaps send me a WhatsApp, I can investigate it. But I can tell you, St. Anne's and Cascade were one of the areas, there are two of the areas where water truck, there was a thriving water trucking um, uh, arrangement, I, I would just call it like that, a, a thriving water trucking arrangement in the Cascade community. That was disruptive. They are now enjoying a consistent water supply. And the complaints that I have, uh, you know, that I used to get coming from the Cascades in Dance area, that complaint level has reduced by maybe 95%. That does not mean to say that there will be isolated areas with specific problems that will have to be monitored. So if I if you can provide me with the exact area, I, I would ask, I would ask one of the managers to investigate it for me
3: what about the the Santa margarita area anything done with that yet yes yes we,
2: yes we are already doing work on the um Taperigua plant that um water that um booster opposite the um the the saint joseph police station we're going to put a massive 750 million gallon tank we are getting additional water coming out of um the 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 maracas Saint joseph area from the Carney water treatment plant and we are going to rehabilitate some of the boosters around that area. So the Santa Margarita area um, will see an improvement based on the enhancement of the infrastructure that we have already started.
0: I'm glad that you mentioned that. You mentioned quite an, uh, an extensive uh, amount of work being done on water sources. Uh, a large part of it also is the distribution network that is aged in some areas and the rehabilitation of that how much of the transformation plan is dealing with that and the consequence the consequential disruptions in roadways that we've seen has been one of the lamentations of this country while wasa of course has to fix leaks and when you increase water supply and water pressure leaks become more evident in areas with old infrastructure and in some instances those networks run under the roadways and then wasa gets leaks for digging up the road to fix the thing and then Gave it back, and it is a whole other additional dimension of the transformation.
2: So, one of the um, one of the key recommendations in the transformation plan is the uh, reorganisation of the leak repair and road restoration units within the water and sewage authority. We've had a number of progress over the last four to five months because we've started utilising um, regional external contractors in the various regions across and Tobago. And because of that intervention, I can tell you all that um, that we have reduced significantly the backlog of leaks in, in the system. I don't have the, um, the exact figures at this point in time, but the last time I inquired, the, the backlog of leaks fell dramatically based on that intervention. Um, two weeks ago, we, we got 14 or maybe 20 additional small contractors and to have them deployed in the various region to accelerate the reduction in the backlog of leaks. Um, So so on that front, the leak management front, we are doing very, very well. And um, very soon I can see, um, I will be able to boast and say that we've we've removed that backlog entirely. Something that has been plaguing the authority for well over five years. And we are well on the way on uh, eradicating that backlog of leaks in the system. And we are working with the RIC to respond to new leaks within a specific period of time. So when customers report leaks, um, WASA is now um, based on the arrangement with the RIC, which should be able to respond to the report of leak, especially um, within a 24 to 48 hour, minimum 48 hour um, period. Um, but if it's a main leak on a main transmission system, obviously that's an emergency and they will have to deal with it um, immediately. So, um, but when come to the plan, the plan is, is speaking about the need to, um, put together non revenue water initiatives. Non revenue water, it's like a science within water utility companies. Sounds just like about dealing with leaks, but no, it is very expansive dealing with pressure management, um, looking at the automation of um, how you leak detection technology, managing the pressures within the system and what have you, um, in um, putting together um, data loggers that will tell you remotely whether your pressure is at the highest points and the customers operating at the highest point, we have already started deploying those data loggers in critical areas around the country. We got, um, I think it was about, 100 to about a month ago, and we are um, deploying those data loggers. And before the end of the year, we will be having 300 more data loggers to be strategically placed around the country that will be able to send real-time information to the area manager so that they can know what is taking place. All of that is part of the non-revenue water initiative so that the utility company will have access to real-time data and respond immediately to the problems because we cannot wait until people go to and subject themselves to go into social media or complain to the media for us to know problems.
0: The technologies are there to
2: equip them. It sounds like them Wasta's. To to it sounds
0: like Wasta's version of body cams. I hope it goes better than the TTPS. <laughs> and, <yeah>. but, <laughs> but, but, Minister, but Minister, if if you could and explain, why, and that is the reason why we are putting managers in place
4: yeah. for. If, if you could explain, managers
2: on, in police, you will end up in a situation like
4: that. If you could explain exactly what a data logger does, because for a lot of citizens, yeah. including myself, if you're saying a mean, word, but I have no reference in my mind. How that data logger works in terms of giving the information that you
1: require. It's like what it's like what local government reps do right now. So it's it's a it's a device that you put, you
2: strategically put or place on your transmission and um, distribution system that will be able to tell you uh, or read the pressures in the line, what are the pressures and whether you have water flowing through that line at critical points. On your network so if i live at the top of a hill let's say wharf trees a very hilly place in uh in maracas and joseph you and, and it's one of the areas the problem the areas that normally would have problems for water based because of the hilly terrain and what have you so you put a data logger to the top the highest point um at wharf trees and it you have you put in you put your the water schedule that has been that is programmed into the device and the water schedule for that area, and that data logger would be able to transmit remotely to the regional managers and the senior managers, the executive managers of WASA, when there is water in the line and what pressures the water is coming with. So once and it is sent remotely to their phones, so they'll be able to see, okay, Philip um Wolf Trace at th- this morning at eight o'clock, water is flowing through the line, it is flowing at 15 PSI or 20 PSI, and that means that the customers to the highest point is getting water. But if you check the data logger and you're not seeing worth trace with any pressures in the line, no water in the lines, reading nothing, it means then that there is no water in the line and they're supposed to have water. So immediately a crew will be dispatched to identify the problems on the network as to why it's not on the line at this point in time. So it gives, it gives that real time information um, it transmit real-time information on the network to the managers so that they would be able to make critical decisions. So without getting people on Wofftrace to call, call the radio station to complain or take the social media and make derogatory statements and what have you, Wassa would have already had that information and responding
4: to it. The issue of residential metering, is that on the back burner at this point? It is not on the back burner, but it has to be a process. You don't go to residential
2: metering if it starts with metering of your plans, you have to start measuring the water there. And then it goes to district metering. So if it's in Belmont, St. Anne's Arima, um, you must be able to see that the demand for Arima is 1 million gallons of water per day. So you must have your meter that will measure the flows from your plants, Bonapo, into that Arima area, 1 million gallons of water. So you're measuring the water at critical points. And when you put those systems in place, then you start metering at the customer level the, the businesses and the, the corporations and businesses and then the domestic consumers. So that's the process. Mm-hmm. So we, we've, we've already started our bulk metering at critical points in some of our key plants around the country. in the Northwest program. We've already acquired the DMAs, which is the district meters. And um, we have identified one area in the Digo Martin area where we're going to install 5,000 domestic meters, because what we are trying to do is create a modern um, water supply zone in the northwest area and once proven successful it will be easy to replicate around the country has a timeline been placed on that yes um the northwest plan has already started and um, should be completed in less than 12 months but why is that is happening the other regional plans northeast um central tobago southwest they are, they are, we are going to we're going to start putting rolling out those plans over the next um over the next two months all
1: right. Well, I know we have to come to an end, but let me just read a message from one of our listeners. She said, when Mr. Gonzalez finished with Wasser, he should head to the regional corporations, then quickly move on to the NCRHA's nepotistic, unqualified, disorganized HR department. If he still have energy, head over to the police service. <laughs> if you still have energy. <laughs> that,
0: is, that, that is Minister Al-Rawi. That is Minister de singh and that is Minister Hines. All them three, work they want to give him? Yes. Okay. Yeah, this is <laughs> a
1: constituent can, of yours to, can, this, 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 pro, this constituent probably hates her member of parliament. But in in that vein, let me say good morning. She, she, she is your constituent, you Well, I'm wondering if she hates a member of parliament. <laughs> <laughs> but in that vein, let me say,
2: um, you know, good morning to the people of lupino Borneo west um i will be visiting the five rivers laurel hill area kandahar this morning after this interview so um i look forward to spending some good time in my constituency so today mm. after i finish this interview i will not be speaking on WhatsApp. it will be the people of lupino Borneo west right? that's
1: why yeah when you're
0: working on shit
1: <laughs> no wait, why why is his name coming up <laughs> as yzk4bu i don't know on the why? screen
0: i don't know why don't mind you your he did. That's what everybody saying.
3: Yeah. That's our kind of message, say. Wendell.
1: That's, our That's message. <laughs> See, Steve, nah.
3: how you do, Hi there, pal.
1: Steve, I find you quiet man, out
3: with you. I, I like them talk, but I just want to know one one thing before you go. What is some of the major problem apart from water that you find your constituents having? What they come to you for?
2: Well, they don't have much of a water problem there's some uh, from time to time we will have um, isolated problems in in some high points again like in the laurel hill five rivers area the higher points um depending on what might be happening on one of the major plants in tacregua and um and north world but but by and large um i would say 90 percent of the the constituency water supply it's it's is very stable all right and we're working towards improving that but um the constituency the number of people who are unemployed Um, And, you know, when you when you meet them and you talk to them, unfortunately, they don't have a skill. They're not employable. So we have to work really hard to 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 ensure that some of our young people, they acquire skill, they become um, employable and, you know, they make use of some of the opportunities in the Ministry of Youth Development that, we, that we're that we rolling out under Foster's constituent. Under Foster's ministry is doing fantastic. And my intention over the next um, couple of months is to work closely with my constituency executive and work closely with the people on the ground to ensure that we get some infrastructure work in some of the critical areas to get some of our people employed, but to also get some of our young people equipped with a skill so that they can earn a lively source of income and and, and take care of themselves. Wonderful. Are
1: you considering any party posi- executive position, Mr. Gonzalez?
2: I, I don't know if um the party has any the, the, has the party announced any elections, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> Would be interested in that in the first
1: place? <laughs> Minister Gonzalez thank you so much for
3: spending some of your Friday with us as yeah, you man. head to Arimo Old Road around that yeah, side, somewhere up that side no problem. Yeah. Thank you so much. I know he saw it. I just can't remember exactly where he saw it.
2: You all have a pleasant day. I'm going to check Arima Old Road and all the issues that we have there. Um, I'll deal with it this morning. Excellent.
1: All right. Take care. All the best, take Minister.
3: Care. Take care. Thank you very much. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all
3: right. All right. Take care.
0: Thank you for choosing Power Water Two Digital. Listen every weekday for our live show starting at 6 a.m. Remember, like, Share and subscribe. Power 102 Digital.